Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Let's say thank you to um, massive uh, thank you if you've given money on our patron. Rich today, welcome back to the creep type first. <laughs> it was so surprising and very Okay, now very hang nice. on, hang on. Welcome <laughs> back to the creep dive. Go again. Welcome back to the creep. Well, you want me to say that again? I just want to start, like, just to make everyone aware that we're starting. This is the creep dive. We are about to commence. <laughs> well done. <laughs> welcome back. And a particularly warm and moist welcome to our patrons. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. They Let's number do- in the three figures now. Let's do the harmony just for them. Everyone else cover your ears. <laughs> <laughs> What's our harmony again? The Creep Dive. So beautiful. Never not stunning. It's like, and, and it's never all, rehearsed. Never rehearsed and everyone automatic. Like I went soprano there and I usually do an alto, <laughs> but I knew you were going to go for the alto. So if we're just on the, we're on a good wavelength there. It was like Brian Noyes. No, <laughs> just somebody shit themselves. That's a good creep. Yeah. All right, I'll just do, I'll just do a bit of research. Do a quick it. Brian Noyes. Okay. Um, thank you to everybody who did give money. Our patron is bopping which is great we are working on some very exciting merch that's equal parts functional and creepy and reasonably eco-friendly yes it is going to be eco-friendly that's nothing is <laughs> okay <laughs> nothing is if you're, also, if you're producing any physical thing it's also, not eco-friendly we were podcast of the week in the uk <gasps> oh yes we were in the metro and cassie um, gave some stunning quote yeah are we just gonna move she on she gives good quote jen and we're just not gonna talk about what you said about me in the fucking newspaper as if it so was just no big deal i actually i read the review and i wasn't gonna send it to you because i felt really bad and then i was like eh. <laughs> <laughs> it's accurate she can't deny that it's not accurate you called me what did you call me again Filth. Filth. no I she didn't. called me 90 percent rotten 
Jen's just wondering what happened to the other 10%. She's just pissed off that she's not 100% rotten. (laughs) 90% is fair. Um, Fuck you. I'll publicly apologize, but I also stand by it. I'm annoyed that you were billed as the child of Rotten.com when I'm fairly certain I introduced you. You did, so. (laughs) It was a long conversation. She picked out some good snippets. I'll give her that. Uh, Thank you so much to Metro.co.uk for... Bringing us international. Mm-hmm. And it really helps in the conversations I have with my mother about what a failure of a person I am to be like, media in the UK, know my name. Mm. One very specific person in the UK media. Yeah. So it really helps. And I make a third of $430 a month because of this podcast. Well, <laughs> can I say I've done some mathsing, <laughs> excuse me, and I have worked out that Already in our first week of having a Patreon account, I earn more doing this podcast than I used to earn per hour chefing. Ah, factoid. And more than I used to earn doing my nudie uh, modeling in my nudie modeling days. Didn't know that was a thing. Life <laughs> modeling. Yes. Okay, didn't know. <laughs> and I'm nearly another couple of weeks and I'd say it'll be I'll have topped what I used to earn taking bets. At the dogs Okay So things are massively Looking up for me But I'm coming from I see I'm coming from Quite a low baseline So if you haven't Given to the Patreon Patreon Please you do can still You give. can still Please. help Sophie It's <laughs> Patreon.com Forward slash The Creep Dive And, and I'm just gonna put Go out and say it There's a very Fucking deadly tote On the way to Creep Dive Patreons not on the way, Jesus Christ, don't tell me that. <laughs> in my mind, soon to be printed. You'll get it in six to nine months. Thank you for your continued support. It is her mind, child, and it will be coming much sooner than that. I'm only joking, yeah. It's soon, soon. <laughs> so. And of course, there's also our upcoming live shows. All supporters of the Patreon we'll will have first crack at tickets. First crack and, and possibly a discounted ticket as well. No, nice that's, one. That's we're going hard. Uh, wait, we're all thinking on, on the fly go here. Go, I'm just going hard on the people who didn't support. <laughs> uh, I presume everyone skipped past this uh, section. Creep of the week? To, uh, into listening to our stories. I'm just presuming. Oh, they're just the skippers. Yeah. Oh, don't welcome you, back. Yeah. I do not. I'm not a skipper. Not no. a skipper. I'm nah. a pr- no. I'm, I would just, like, then how do you get all the jokes later in the podcasts? I just presume, I just laugh along like in the crowd <laughs> if I've missed the, the first line. I, <laughs> I don't actually listen to this podcast once it goes on a platform because I've listened to it so many times before. No, she's talking about like MFM and stuff, are you? I skipped through everything. Uh, I just I, skip um, into five minutes. Hate this bit that we're doing here. I'm not enjoying doing it either. Okay, can we move on? <laughs> 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 Moving on. That you didn't. Sophie, <laughs> Sophie joined the Patreon, and neither one of us did. <laughs> you joined the Patreon with Seb's card, yeah. But that's your cash. You're married. No, it's Seb's money. Technically, I feel good about it. All right, okay. He's supporting. He doesn't know. Don't nope. tell him. Don't actually tell him if you meet him. Um, <laughs> uh, creep of the week, guys. Jeremy Kyle's cancelled. Oh, she yeah. took the words out of my mouth. <gasps> That's your story for tonight. It's not, but Jeremy Kyle was my creep of the week. Yeah. Um, it's over. It's finally over. His reign of terror. I'm just surprised which it didn't has been sooner. going for 15 years, lads. Reign of terror is <laughs> Reign of patronizing pain in the arsery. It's pretty bad television. I mean, <sighs> it is pretty. Yeah. 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 
poor quality, poor over every, across the board. I just find his face so boring as well mm. that to have to look at it is an affront to me. Like at least I was a child of Sally Jesse and Jenny Jones. Yeah. <sighs> Way better than mm. friggin Jeremy Kyle. And they also had a bit of interest. Like Sally Jesse had the glasses. So it's, Jeremy Kyle's the last man standing. So Springer's gone. Jerry Springer. He was clinging on Where's by no, the fingernails. Dr. Phil is still there. Dr. Phil, well, I wouldn't have counted How Dr. Phil in this bracket. It's the Originally. same kind of, yeah. Dr. Phil started off as pals with Oprah. He had a kind of a, he was a doctor. He went rogue. He's gone bad. Yeah. He has. Yeah. Cash me outside. You know that girl? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Okay. Chit chat over. <laughs> okay. Good luck, Jeremy Kyle. Can't wait to see where he resurfaces. Uh, yeah. Creep of the week. Bye bye, Jeremy Kyle. Okay. Um, so I have a story sent in from a listener, super fan. Listens to every episode. Super fan. Listens to every episode. Katrina Smitty came to lives, sent this story in. I was chatting to her. Sent the story in on the 15th of February. Met in person and she brought it up that I sent it in and I went back because I definitely didn't see that sent it into the creep dive account. I personally responded to it. <laughs> said, yeah, that's a great story. <laughs> I'm all over it. <laughs> so four months ago. So I'm getting around to it. How does she do it? Um, so, OK, we're, I'll go. Sophie, Jen. Love it. Excellent. Right. Prepping them. Uh, a click bait headline would be a mm. she's all over it I didn't <laughs> think of my clickbait headline it's like a cyber love triangle a real life murder <laughs> that was really gripping <laughs> don't bury the lead or anything I haven't, I haven't worked editorially in a while okay in May 2005 or is it 2015? 2005. <laughs> Sorry, because I knew it was 2005, but I'd written 2015 here at the start, but it's definitely not. It's 2005. 46-year-old Thomas Montgomery was feeling really dissatisfied with his life and he felt like his marriage was falling apart. So for reasons that are still desperately unknown to us, he joined a teenage chat room called Pogo under the name Marine Sniper. He started chatting to a fellow, a, a teen... An 18-year-old called um, Tall Hot Blonde. She started instant messaging him and he decided to play that he was 18 going on 19 as well. And his reasoning at the time was, I just kept thinking, we're never going to meet. I'll just play the game. Before long, the two started flirting and it, as things do on the internet and chat rooms, it became romantic. So Tall Hot Blonde was the username of 18-year-old Jesse. And the two began exchanging photos. Montgomery remarked that they were extremely provocative. So for Jesse, Tom Montgomery reinvented himself as a younger, stronger, more, um, you know, just youthful version of himself called Tommy. He was his height. He was six foot tall and had bright red hair. He had big shoulders and muscles. And he did use a picture of himself... But the photo was 30 years out of date from his time in the Marines. Well, that's, I mean, it's, at least it was him. Yeah. 30 years ago. Okay. A photo of me 30 years ago would be a 
just a sonogram. bit of sonogram. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna just say a bit of ejaculate or something. Gross. <laughs> no, I think what what month are we in? May. Yeah, it would have been a sonogram. I would have been one month, one four weeks. Congratulations. Thank you. I've been size of a pea, was it? <laughs> so. Well, Montgomery said A picture from 30 years ago looks like a picture from 30 years ago as well. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought as well, right? But also bear in mind, he probably... I've seen the photo and he like... He must have scanned it into the computer because um, it was like a colour photo, like a colour portrait of him in marine uniform. Mm. So it might have been like a really good photo of that time so now 40 years ago was yeah. a really good portrait he managed to scan it in. or maybe he did one of those digitizing things i don't know because you can see it on the internet and like you wouldn't think it's a photo that's now 40 years old yeah i think so there was a lot of virtual sex going on between jesse and Tony, tommy he told um program 2020 cyber sexing yeah and while he said that the virtual sex made him feel kind of dirty he was in too deep to stop um, and he said, if I was smart, I would have ended it. But it was like a drug that I needed every day. Oh, God. He started to lose touch with reality. And in a note he wrote to himself on January 2nd, 2006, he says, Tom Montgomery, 46 years old, ceases to exist and was replaced by an 18 year old battle scarred Marine. He's moving to West Virginia to be with the love of his life. Earlier in December 2005, he virtually proposed to Jesse. So romantic. Mm hmm. Jesse wrote back, yes, I will marry you, Tommy. Won't be long till it's Jessica Blair Montgomery. What a name. Oh, my God. Blair. So Tommy Montgomery realized that he was in way over his head. He was panicking and the lies were getting more and more and more elaborate. He decided that the 18 year old alter ego now supposed he was supposedly stationed in Iraq at the time would have to die. <gasps> I was going to kill him off, he said. You know, that was he was out in a routine patrol, but I just couldn't do it. In March. So it had never come up. Will we meet or anything? Well, he's apparently all, he's apparently away. In yeah. Iraq. But even so, before that or anything. No, no I don't never, think so. OK. So they were talking in total for like about a year. So it's May 2005 when they start talking. In, in December, he's proposing to her. In 2006... It all starts to fall to shit, unsurprisingly, when one of his actual real life children was using the computer. An instant message opened up and Jesse is trying to message him and the daughter alerts Montgomery's wife, Cindy. So she found a load of love letters, photos and actual mementos that Jesse had posted him, including red panties. I know, right? So Cindy sent Jesse a message and a photo of the family and said, let me introduce you to these people. The man in the center is Tom, my husband, since 1989, the year I was born. He is 46 years old. Jesse was horrified and broke off the relationship. Um, She sent a text message saying she hated him and that you should be put in jail for this. Right. But... Still kind of, I guess, a little bit maybe unconvinced or maybe in denial. She reaches out to one of his co-workers, a 22-year-old good-looking man called Brian Barrett, who is genuinely Brian Barrett. Genuinely the guy he says he is. 
His photos online are of his actual face. He is genuinely 22 years old. He go, he's in this chat room as well. His screen name was Beefcake. <laughs> <laughs> he began chatting to Jesse online and offering consolation and saying that, yeah, it is true. I work with him. He's a 46-year-old man. The two become close. Naturally, it evolves into a relationship. So Jessie starts sending Brian her photos and her nudes. And the two get... Well, I don't think they're nudes, but they're provocative photos, right? Uh, so uh, Tommy <laughs> Montgomery... What's a provocative photo? I don't know. So maybe suggestive. I don't know. They're, Tangle they, they Twister. Didn't, they <laughs> didn't... For, for reasons that will become clear shortly, I don't want to imply that they are okay. nudes. Okay. But they are described as being quite provocative. And was so, she like, here, your man has my red pants there. You can pop over and grab them if you, if you want them as well. Like They were talking do about... Do we they're in close by? Is this a community message board? Like, um, how Maybe they... it's like a location-based thing. Yeah, I don't know, though. I don't isn't know it? what it was. But maybe it was just like one of those, you know, the way... You know, like Bebo was only really massive in Ireland. Like it was like its strongest... Um, uh, user base was Ireland and the UK and more Irish people use it than in the UK like we thought it was a global thing weird yeah so maybe it's just one of these things that like communities talk about it and it becomes popular and it just has this like small pool of users because I'd never heard of Pogo before did you? yeah no, no no so maybe it was just like them or just in like close and I do think they were all like in relative close proximity so they do talk quite a bit. Brian and Jesse talk an awful lot about Tommy Montgomery and they actually start warning other people on the messaging boards that he's a 46-year-old man. And they almost make him out to be a, a paedophile, right? But as she's growing closer to Brian, she's still really conflicted and she's still longing for this 19-year-old Marine that she had fallen in love with. Who sort of exists. I so mean, like, sort of kind of exists, yeah. but is just significantly older Ugh. right Ugh. but like it's i mean kind of been, like virtual pedophilia or something she, i mean it I mean, she it. had accepted this man's proposal you know like she was in love with him so she messaged she starts to message tommy again even though her relationship with brian is becoming more and more romantic she reaches back out to montgomery and there's screenshots of the messages in which she says you know i ache to be with you tommy do you miss it, Tom? Ugh. And he says, more <laughs> than you will ever know. My heart aches to hear you call me your Tommy. Ugh, stop with all the aching, everyone. I wish I could be that 19-year-old Marine for you. And she says, I know, Tom. So for a while, it seemed like they were going to get back together. And this obviously had him delighted because now his secret was out and he was a 47, 46-year-old man. And this young girl was still accepting him and still wanted to be with him and still was enticed by him. But and forty six isn't that old. No. no, but I mean it's old if you're eighteen. Yeah, ah, yeah, you know. <laughs> but he so Tommy Montgomery later insists that after he, after Jesse found out his real age, that their messages ceased to be sexual. Um, but it did look like their relationship was getting back on track. But then Jesse breaks up with him again, taking things more seriously with the coworker Brian, deciding that she wanted to pursue things further with Brian. And they were closer in age. She's 18. Brian's 22. Makes sense. You know. Didn't lie to her for many didn't. months. Yeah. So Brian. panties. Brian was completely enthralled by her. And he decided that it was time for them to meet in person. Thank God. So he was. 
He was off doing some work or he had to go to North Carolina. I didn't give you any geographical <laughs> location for this story. Assume it's somewhere near North Carolina. <laughs> so he was going to North Carolina and on his way back to this undisclosed location, <laughs> he texts Jesse and said, I'm driving right past your house. I'd love to get together. But Jesse texted him, alarm bells, and said last minute and said not to visit. Uh, but red flag Montgomery had learned that Brian was going to go and meet her in person and was completely overwhelmed by the jealousy so on September 15 2006 as Brian left work Montgomery shot him three times <gasps> killing him <gasps> yeah Jesus Cassie you did that again you just it's just a story you can lay them out there you just, just never just warm us up Jesus. okay okay Christ. sorry the aunties so, just off sorry okay okay no it's just too late go back. Before, i'm too just shocked go back right go I'm back shook. yeah i'm gonna do that again i'm gonna leave this in i'm learning from my lesson but <laughs> montgomery was very jealous he grabbed a rifle and he shot him again. jesus three Terrible times <laughs> well I realise it's not your fault Cassie That actually yeah. Montgomery Is the one who really Upped the ante on this story By killing a man By fucking a huge margin Jeez he went not to 90 there Really did He was like really oh I'm, je- I'm jealous Very I'm quickly. homicidal And this is all in a very short space of time He was like a family man you know, well, like obviously he wasn't like the greatest family that ever family man that ever was like spending large parts of the day and night rubbing off some the family, the home computer. Oh, Do you remember gosh, that family in computer room. in the living room, like the giant sprawling desktop? Yeah. yeah. Ours was on a table that like couldn't contain it and was sagging under the weight of it. And now I'm like, well, Jesus. <laughs> That thing's been through a lot. <laughs> the thing, the things that it has The things seen. the family computer has to absorb. It's like yeah. stoically absorbing. Keeping everyone secret. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, it just anyway. knows too much. It knows too much. About everyone. Imagine like, oh, oh God. Yeah. Anyway, back to the murder. Okay. <laughs> so, um, he was... Obviously, that was really bad. And then the... <laughs> where am I on the page? The police, <laughs> the police, the popo were worried then. So that they had learned about the love triangle between the co-workers or, and, and had learned from, sorry, their co-workers about the situation. So they were obviously talking to people about it. I'd say Brian was talking shit about Montgomery behind his back. <laughs> so their immediate concern was for Jesse thinking that Montgomery had gone on this rampage. mad rampage of jealousy they needed to get in touch with Jesse and make sure that she was still alive somehow they had an address for her they must have gotten it off a, off a co-worker or found it on um on Brian's phone or something and they set off to go find Jesse that night and when they got there a woman named Mary Sheeler opened the door Oh. Excellent. So Sheeler was she a hot, tall blonde? Sheeler had had a, a description in um uh in on, in an article in the Huffington Post as being tragically overweight and Ooh, exceptionally Jesus. bored. 
Bored. <laughs> I love the exceptionally bored. Just visually, uh, what does I'm that look like? I'm paraphrasing there, but that was it. It was like, tra- like just a really painted a picture of her being quite tragic. Just exceptionally bored. I mean, <laughs> so dead behind the eyes. Sheila obviously had been posing as Jesse and had catfished both men. The original. This Most, is the, one of the original catfish stories. This is, this is a, yeah. Remind me of the year. Is it like 2005? So this is 2006 when this is all coming yeah. all coming out, right? God, so but, she was actually, you know, she was a zeitgeist surfer. Mm, most shockingly, the real Jesse, the girl in the photos, was <sighs> Sheila's actual daughter and Sheila had used her daughter's images of her in bikinis and swimsuits but also taken more images when (gasps) her daughter wasn't aware oh had taken sly pictures of her lifeguarding at the pool getting in and out of the car showing any unintended kind of flash of skin she even of age her yeah, daughter. I think she was genuinely eighteen. I because mean, that's child pornography. I mean, in terms of yeah, that's that's why I didn't obviously Even didn't the fact that she was God. eighteen is little consolation yeah. here. What so the fuck? Mary Creep was of the week. Mary was actually sending the men the g strings, the love letters. Oh, oh, and t- pimping the pictures. Just oh. Exceptionally bored. I'm fucking. How bored wanking, do you have to be? Wanking with this guy over the internet, and he's wanking over your daughter, and you're. I know. I know. What? I know. It's no. just something by proxy. It's just oh. so. Um, I think maybe it was tragically bored and exceptionally overweight now that I think about it. Anyway, doesn't matter. Same thing. <laughs> tragically the bored same. is such an odd description. I love it. Though. The whole thing is tragic. <sighs> um, f- and so go on, what happened? what happened? So obviously, the evidence against Montgomery was too significant. Like he, they had found DNA at the, at the point where the where he'd been shot. It was quite obvious he was the killer. So he pleaded guilty to the murder of Brian Barrett. And he received 20 years. Of which now he's served 10, 11. I mean, he still killed a man. Are we trying to make... No, I don't. I'm not justifying his actions. Murder is bad. I know that. I'm just saying he's more than halfway through a sentence. Whoopee for him. Um, And while prosecutors acknowledged Sheila's role, they were unable to actually charge her with anything that was substantial because she hadn't crossed any legal line. So they say that she had okay. crossed every moral and ethical line, but they couldn't charge her with anything legally substantial. Do we think that there's anything now that she could have been charged with? I think the law, I think there's a lot more laws about online harassment yes. and fraud and stuff like that. And she was identity theft of her daughter. Mm. Like, because so identity what did theft her is kind daughter of handy react? One. I mean, she, so she didn't oh serve any, God. there was no... She didn't Jail go to prison. No punishment at all. But like what? She had to go home to her daughter and be like, so listen. Now... Obviously, her husband left her, divorced her, out the gap. Obviously, she's a bit weird. And her daughter, Jessie, cut ties with her entirely. Sad. Obviously. Sad. Deserved. Well, um, Of the whole incident, she said it was Boredom can stupid. affect people in different ways. <laughs> <laughs> Chronically. Hey, the bored. devil makes work for idle hands. Um, her hands weren't idle, work. though. A lot of work. Feverishly wanking. Or just fishing through her daughter's underwear. <laughs> tapper, tapper, tapper. Oh, like, imagine <laughs> she was having... The bean. She oh. was having... But also her role, obviously, in the fact that she was a lot older and she was... I know, like, Brian was 22, but she was having 
online sexy time with a much like he's still very young and impressionable at 22 well, I would, that's not okay Jen. not the worst thing she did anyway she said it was stupid it should never have happened I just thought it would go it wouldn't go anywhere it would just end fall apart and that would be the end of it well it did Mary it, it did, did fall apart for Brian and Montgomery halfway through a 20 year prison sentence disaster He'll probably get out for good behaviour. What does it teach soon. us? What does it teach us that we should turn off the internet? We're not doing that bad parenting. Oh, thanks. I yes. feel I feel heartened. Mm-hmm. Although, like, there's years and years to go. Well, yeah. Years and years. Question. All right, sorry. So, uh, obviously, great story. ABC News, Huffington Post. And there is a documentary called She's Tall fucking Hop tragically Bond. bored over there. I know. It I just want to get my references out so I can discuss it with okay, you. Okay, thank you. Tall Hop Bond is a 2009 documentary directed by Barbara Schroeder. Ah. Um, it's a very good film, actually. I saw it years ago. And, Me too. Uh, it is, if anyone loves a good catfish story, which I do. It's one of the best. It's one of the best ones. Story is the film is really good because you're like, oh, this is catfished. Then comes the merger, like, holy fucking holy shit, fuck, this is yeah. crazy. Then it turns out to be this old lady. You're like, fuck, this is mental. Question: Have you ever? Would you not now? Obviously, because now we know the impact of catfishing. But have you ever catfished somebody? Yeah, Jennifer. I spent my whole teenage. We've been through this teenage years in uh, chat rooms. Luring but did you older actually, men to cyber with me. <laughs> but did you ever get into did you, you didn't do it in a, like did you do it with malicious intent or was it just like a joke and did you ever enter into any sort of like actual interpersonal relationship with somebody like getting pictures and pretending the pictures were you no we didn't it was before or like there any was any intimate now you're or, speaking in the first person plural Jen and I'm wondering who's this we who no it was before we had the capacity to send pictures there's yeah. no pictures. But like you do you do, you were were you doing it? I was like talking to the same people in the same chat room. Yeah, but did you ever have like one on one conversations with yeah. people that were like yeah. DMCs? Yeah. I just make up shit. Hmm. Do you neither of you did that? I do I mean I probably made up shit like that I was sixteen when I was thirteen. I mean, I wasn't very ambitious with the lies, to be honest. Yeah, I t- probably I probably pretended so I, I was hot when I was I think tragically bored. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, no, I certainly didn't get any higher angled but, photos. But we, I yeah. was, <laughs> I was, I was fourteen at the time. Let's say fifteen, fourteen. Yeah. I just remember all that text on black. Yeah, that's what I remember of it. It's so weird. Like I can't really remember that much of like the conversations and stuff. It was brilliant. It was like it was totally anonymous. There was no yeah. feeling of there being any way you could have been tracked or any truth but I was definitely really aware of the fact that I wasn't believing anything anyone else was saying to me yeah see I think that there's people out there who are aware I think I was definitely would have been susceptible to catfishing now having done this podcast and watched nerdy episode there every episode there is of catfish I think that I'm such a sleuth that I would catch somebody out but then but I think that I would I genuinely it would not have occurred to me to like lie and adopt a completely different persona I definitely thinking back though I did get sort of addicted to it and I remember my parents having an intervention with me yes I remember this yeah and then so maybe I wasn't as in control as I I think 
I did. Yeah, it was very addictive. I do yeah. think that there is a level of escapism that some people get by being anonymous online. Mm. You know, obviously, but going to the to this, getting it to the level where you're proactively mm. engaging in a relationship with someone under the assumption that you're somebody else. Like it's one thing being anonymous. It's another thing adopting Playing a role Yeah I think as well Like they get all into this Kind of like I'm a mastermind I'm a genius Behind all the puppets yeah, Of these yeah. accounts and stuff And like I'd say You could get very Very high on that You mm. know Yeah sure We've seen it With exactly. all these Accounts that Are there to call out Everyone else For their bullshit Alright well Bullshit caller outer mm, Yeah unveiled. Bloggers unveiled Will we ever know Tracy, I wonder, will we? I te- I found every number Ramona I could find Tracy? on the internet for her business and text her. You try to call her. Yeah, I want her to do a podcast. <laughs> no, no response. No obviously, response. is she being? No. She's being prosecuted. Is the guardie still? Are they involved? I have no idea. I haven't heard anything more about it. But you know, there's another. There's another bloggers unveiled account has popped up. Yeah, do you remember I sent one to you? Yeah, is that the same one? Yeah, it's it's called UK bloggers unveiled, but it's going after all the Irish bloggers. Yeah. Ah, little plug for them here. (laughs) (laughs) No, I don't support those kind of things, but... um, Except when you're trying to make a podcast with them. Yeah, I want to understand what... I I obviously, I think I understand enough about people's reasoning, but I want to understand the impact it has on somebody. Like, I think that being anonymous online or being in that position is addictive yeah i was about to say i think it's got loads in common with like falling into like say drug abuse and stuff if you're like you know in a kind of like disadvantaged kind of area and you're like underprivileged and you're not stimulated enough by your life you know like that's you know you just kind of through the escapism of kind of drug abuse you kind of would fall into that it must because it's yeah this is a way of kind of sort of feeding that sort of urge in a way that's almost like is it less destructive than drugs are it's questionable are you hurting anybody but exactly you're like oh but my life looks together and i have a computer and a phone and it's not impacting my work yeah and and it's not my my health but i do think i do think that i do think the tech addiction is obviously a thing and now it's treated and people are like you know that's an acknowledged thing but i think the i don't know alternative alter ego persona is an addictive thing and must be because you're you release dopamine when you get your likes which yeah. isn't that the same isn't dopamine yes ad- absolutely ad- it's that ad- addictive in sure drugs. yeah 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 anyway if anybody out there is living a different life online and they are addicted to it you can reach out to me anonymously because i just want to talk about it anonymously yeah like, there must try- be yeah. loads and loads of people who just even have like a little kind of side sort of side hustle of oh yeah that account that I do that would be fascinating yeah who was it was there somebody who it was an article and then it turned into a podcast I remember listening to it and it was a lady who contacted her biggest troll and managed to get him on for an interview it's Lindy West isn't it yeah yeah similar so she did yeah. a, a segment with this American life all about confronting that's her troll did you ever listen to no, this Cassie no that's really, really, really all good. about it Google this American Life and Lindy West and Troll because she's been on a few times but this yeah. guy um, was impersonating her dead father mm. on Twitter actually it could be a good creep so maybe stop right there well yeah 
No, I think it's a nice little tie in recommendation. It's already out there. I'm not going to edit it out tomorrow. So we might as well continue. (laughs) (laughs) Well, basically, he was like kind of uh, trolling her as her dead dad. It was horrible. And saying, I'm so ashamed of you. And then he just transpires to probably just be this very average man. He was scarily average. Yeah. Exceptionally bored, tragically bored. He, but he, he, he was unhappy. It. He was unhappy with himself. It, yeah, she pissed him off because she was happy with herself. She was happy. She was fat and happy, and he was fat and very unhappy with that. And that was a big part of his problem with her that she felt that she could be okay mm. being body positive and you know, yeah, and, and really enraged him. He was enraged. Yeah. He was a real kind of incel vibe off him, wasn't he? But he did, well, then when but he then, spoke yeah. it through, you know, he rationalized it. He, just, he was like, yeah, I can see why I did this. I'm sorry I did this. I can see where it's wrong. It was really interesting. It was definitely a full circle. He wow. accepted responsibility. And then in her new show, Shrill, she kind of like dramatizes the confrontation in the series. And it's actually one of the best bits in the whole uh series okay I'm I'm going to listen to that and once again just to reiterate I want to do an expose podcast maybe a creep dive special giving trolls the time to (laughs) defend themselves were you bloggers unveiled would you like to come on the podcast somebody talk to me we will protect your identity are you currently addicted to your alter ego just reach out to me at Cassie Lorraine at the creep dive I won't leave it four months before Thank you. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Gas. That was a good one. You're welcome. Um, it was a good one. Sophie. Um, so uh, this w- came in from a listener as well. And also about two months ago. So so we're really all over things over here. So this was class because this came from a woman who is like kind of a work colleague of mine. And she would usually be like emailing me queries about my work going like, what did you mean by this nonsensical sentence, for example? And uh, then one day she emailed me and had no idea she listened to the creep dive. And it was Jane Doran emailing subject line creep idea. Hey. Yeah. So it's those unexpected creeps that I get the most kicks out of. I get massive kicks out of, you know, a coworker creep. Like that's pretty exciting. So thank you, Jane. Here goes. So, my clickbaity headline is Eric Clinton Kirk Newman. One lunatic, lot of names. Yeah. Okay, into it. Okay. So, there's a hint in that. I think Jen got it. I saw it in your eye. Did you know? Did you get the reference? No. Okay, well, we'll see. We'll see. You'll get it. Okay, so, come with me on a journey to Canada. There, yeah, we're there. We're there. Um, so, um, in 2010, a video surfaced online. You're going to hate this, by the way, Cassie. Is there loads of animal cruelty? You are going to hate the fuck out of this. You know animal cruelty is banned. It's all getting cut tomorrow. <laughs> I'm going she didn't to... Do, she didn't do the I cruelty. didn't do it, even okay. though... Go on. Okay. What did he do? So, a video surfaced online. I'll just try and skip through it fast. Of a young man killing two kittens. Oh, I remember this. And so these these videos started kind of appearing. They off the balcony or something? Well, there was one. I mean, oh, there's a few different ones. There was one where this cat was 
duct taped to the end of a stick and oh i can't even finish it oh we get the idea fucking yeah like heinous so this one that uh particularly caught the eye of a young guy called john green um was called one boy two kittens and it involved a man deliberately suffocating two kittens with a vacuum cleaner i am so sorry I mean, I I'm, I like animals too. This is it's hideous. Look, they're done. They're dead. It's they're done. They're done. And yeah. I, I, there won't be too much more yeah. of that. Until so, um, so for example, this guy John Green, who I just referenced there, he watched the video in 2010, and he like, horrified. It was hor- horrifying, mm-hmm. and he and a group of other people, cat lovers, all of them, and conscientious people, mm-hmm. good said, people. We're going to find this gonna prick. Fly. We're going to find this prick. And we're going to suffocate him with a fucking hoover. <laughs> yeah. And that's the end of the story. So Excellent. It's great. And they strangled him with the hose of the hoover. Go cat loving web sleuths. Yay. Okay. So they formed a Facebook page. They got organized. There was the amount of actual work that all these people put into trying to locate where the video had been made who was in it, trying to ID him. It was like, it actually kind of, yeah, it was crowdsourcing and it kind of spread like wildfire. Like there was people in like, in Maryland, in Australia, on the West Coast. There was, and there were every different kind of person. There was like, a mom from Massachusetts who was got bet into this case and for like 18 months worked to try and find ID this guy. So it actually seriously galvanized people online. I think people just saw this and they were just like, no, fuck this. No. And, um, you know, uh, this guy, uh, Ryan Boyle, um, saw it and said, I'm a big animal guy. It hit me in a really personal place. And I just wanted to see this guy pay. Mm. And um, so that's anyway where they all got together. And um, they kind of were like bringing people over from 4chan to help with the search. search, Which obviously in internet land, shit's getting serious if you're going and like hitting up 4chan for help. Like you've opened the Like you've opened the fucking hell mouth in the middle of Buffy. Uh, you know so it'd be it's it's like the three dragons in Game of Thrones totally there for Chan few different references there any signs of the lambs reference to uh, it's when you've enlisted Hannibal Lecter to fucking help you catch a serial killer so it's there you go 4chan is Hannibal Lecter riding a dragon with crazy um blonde one (laughs) (laughs) Khaleesi Khaleesi okay so they were like analyzing things like the bedspread that was visible in the video and like Clever. finding out where you could buy this bedspread. Shit, it ships internationally. This is Fuck. how they okay, catch something else. Pedophiles and the same. Loads of these vigilante groups do if this. We applied yeah. our internet skills to doing something like that instead of instead just of this just self-serving bullshit. <laughs> Um, <laughs> hey, we're improving people's what weekend? When are you listening, guys? Is that, where do you listen to the creep time? Silence. Creep time. <laughs> um, they were trying to get authorities involved and interested, like the Royal Society of Prevention for Cruelty um, to Animals in Ontario and things like that. And they were like, you know, lodging complaints and. Like they were kind of being met with a bit of ambivalence on that side of things. A, a fair few kind of authority figures were kind of like, it's just cats, which 
I don't agree with. I'm just, you know, don't. No, but like I that understand. Cast. I don't understand. I, un- I don't understand that. I think it's a disgraceful thing. But that's a lot of people wouldn't, you know, like in certain places, you get rid of the litter. It's not. It's awful, but I don't think they treat it like a crime. No, mm. exactly. They should. Yeah, they absolutely should. Agreed. So, um, they. As I said, they were going to every length they could to try and locate this guy. So, meanwhile, a um, few years earlier, let's roll back to the early noughties to our pal, Eric Clinton Kirk Newman. Mm-hmm. A lot of names. So, in early 2000s, he was 21 and he was um, stripping. He was an adult dancer in a Toronto club. And appearing um, as a performer in, um, it is specified, low-budget gay porn. Um, Oot in a boot. Oot in a boot. <laughs> in 2004, he, um, in a very classy move, befriended a mentally incapacitated 21-year-old woman and started applying for credit cards in her name. Classy. Right, so he's Eric Clinton Kirk Kirk Newman. Newman. He's a shit guy. He's a shit bag. He's a bag of shit. And he charged like 10 grand in her name before he was then sentenced to like community service. Um, he basically, um, his lawyer claimed that he had significant, quote, significant psychiatric issues um, when they were kind of going through the court proceedings of that. And the judge apparently said, you have a medical problem and you need to always take medication. If you do not, your life is going to get messed up. Okay, so Eric, God, how many fucking names? Eric Clinton, Kirk Newman, carried on in his little life. Um, he was obsessed with his looks. He was an attractive kind of of a type sort of looking guy, very polished, s- starting to be quite surgeried mm. already in his early 20s. Um, so he appeared um, as a pinup in Fab magazine using the pseudonym Jimmy and as if he needed another name as if he needs an extra name like pick any one of your other names um, he his apparently his kind of USP was uh, I was trying I'm going to try for a Canadian it's hard do it I got a mean dick I got a mean dick mean mean he's got a mean dick just say with A at the end got a mean dick A yeah uh, a. it's hard out and about I it's a I- very like it's just like he's. I've listened to. I listened to him a good bit. Is this try a for of the accent. Yes, that's him. He's chiselled. He's very kind of. He doesn't pouty. Look massively present. He looks a little dead in the eyes. Dead, yeah, dead in the, the eyes. eyes. Yeah. And um, then, so where next for Eric Clinton Kirk Jimmy? In two thousand seven, he attempted to uh, take part in Oot TV's, no joke, it's called Oot TV, reality series Cover Guy. And he'd by then had loads of surgery. Get away from him on the YouTube there now. Don't want you to. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, But unfortunately, he didn't make the cut. Sad. Also didn't make the cut for the Slice Network television show, also a reality TV show, Plastic Makes Perfect. Oh my God. So he's a failed reality TV star at this oh, point. Is there anything worse? Yeah. I suppose to we're achieve. All, it we're gets all failed worse. reality TV stars. Yeah. Are, yeah. are we? 
Yeah, yeah, I applied Over. for the I I I, I applied for Christ. the Great Irish Bake Off. Got really close. Got really close. Really you know what close. I applied for? Ha- the Bear Grylls Island. Did you? That's well, actually yeah, cool. Yeah, to like go through like <laughs> tons of applications. Great so Irish Bake Off is cool just for the record. Cool. Final yeah. 16. Yeah. You could have been in there with Anna Nolan, another Irish reality TV star. Who Did she win? No, she was one of the hosts. Oh. Okay, so um, around this time he changed his name. He got a I few more names. I don't know if we're names. done with the bear thing. <laughs> Another story for another time. Well, I'm happy to revisit, but I don't want to be penalized by you I'm not for going pe- over time because you wanted to do a sidebar about Bear Grylls. <laughs> okay, the Island. we'll take it to the Patreons only. Jen will write a personal <laughs> essay about her time of life. <laughs> it's Jen's new Patreon only series, Jen's Juice. <laughs> <laughs> She's just going to mail you juice in an envelope. Okay, so you don't have to give us your addresses, guys. Um, so he got a few more names, changed his name to Luca Magnata. And oh, now we're and now sucking we're diesel. Sucking diesel. Do you remember him? Wait a minute. <laughs> He's a baddie. He's a baddie. He declared bankruptcy, <clears throat> right? Because he basically, I mean, how was he paying for all the surgeries and all the madness? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's so, we declared bankruptcy Um. And like, it's so grim, like he's barely in his mid-twenties and he's like surgeried into oblivion. He's a failed reality TV star. Um, But he basically, he became so obsessed with becoming well-known, famous. He just wanted, you know, he couldn't go back to normal life. I think he just really had never had any kind of normal life or, you know, it had always been this kind of quest Mm -hmm. um, to become a celebrity. Um. He, uh, I watched his audition, by the way, for Plastic Makes Perfect. (laughs) And? It's so depressing, but it's also really banal. You're just like, this guy is dead behind the eyes. What the hell? Tragically boring. Tragically. Dangerously (laughs) bored. boring. So he also was a bit of a fan of the old internet um, sock puppet accounts. So when he couldn't like... Uh What? You know, the um, internet accounts like, you know, what we were just talking about, like uh, fake accounts online. Oh, sorry. Oh. Sorry. I was imagining puppets. Oh, yeah, puppets. so was I. <laughs> sorry. Like, talking about the Potter Pals <laughs> video because that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, when he couldn't get famous by kind of traditional means, he started to just like try and put it about the place. That he was kind of like famous guy, Luca Magnata. He tried to make his own Wikipedia page twice and it was removed by moderators both times. Why? Well, as being recognized as being kind of false content. He also like, um, well, he um, had endless kind of like fan pages that he made for himself. Oh, no. Like, yeah, Wild. where he'd make like super cuts of all his kind of headshots and then like play a Madonna song over them <laughs> and all that kind of shit. Like what we all want to be doing, but hold ourselves back from. <laughs> yes. Like, we and just do them for each other. Not even like. There is definitely a lot of influence who are not holding back. Oh, DWYE. She's 90% rotten, according to an article in the Metro What people are saying, you know, when there's like product reviews, Saka PR, the gen section, what people are saying, she's 90% rotten. I love how she says brilliant. (laughs) 
<laughs> so anyway, back in the room, he'd even like just like put together like not very like appealing kind of stories about himself and like put them online. Luke Magnata arrested in New Mexico for trying to break into Area 51 says local authorities. <laughs> he set up this Flickr page of like a fake news item about himself. Also not spelling authorities correctly in the headline. Oh no. <laughs> so he was flailing around. He all, yeah, flailing trying around. trying to do everything. The police eventually found 70 this is where I got the phrase, sorry, 70 sock puppet accounts on Facebook and at least 20 different websites devoted to Luke, Luca Magnata, all created by, by Luca Magnata. He was there like putting little comments on River Phoenix web fans website, a fan website going, I saw something tonight on YouTube where someone had stated that River and Luca Magnata were cousins. Like he's just just doing this incredibly grassroots effort of trying to get himself kind of out there and famous. And so admiring his kind of get up and go attitude. Exactly. Exactly. Or as one of the web sleuths from the cat loving group said, he was trying to troll people to get famous. That's the bottom line. So when that wasn't working, he changed tack completely. And as the vacuum kitten killer group member um, John Green said um, in a Rolling Stone article, there's this unwritten rule of the Internet. It's called Rule Zero and it's you don't mess with cats. No, you don't. Yes, that's true. Not unless you want attention. So. Oh, fuck's sake. Luca. Luca. That is when Luca Magnata made One Boy, Two Kittens and posted it December 2010. As uh, one of the group members said, what better way to get famous than to fuck with cats? So in my mind, this is now where we've got Luca and all the cat loving web sleuths. We're now on the same timeline, right? They are about to collide. So Luca obviously starts to fucking get hard at how many people are so fucking fascinated with trying to find him. Is he going to do a big reveal? He's fucking bet into all the web sleuth forums, lurking around, reading, making comments. I heard he was River Phoenix's cousin. Did anyone else hear that? (laughs) I think he really looks like him. He cannot help himself. But he's obviously so torn between like, I want to reveal and do kind of unseen. It is I, Luke Magnata, kitten murderer. The rage. Yes. But then also he wants to keep it playing out and all this kind of stuff. And so obviously he had a few kind of slip-ups. Sorry, is he not considering the rage of this group? Yes, I think that he's actually, but he's so completely clouded by the pursuit of the celebrity that he can't even see how dangerous the fallout will be. Any also, publicity is good publicity. The man murdered some kittens. That's true. To get famous on the internet. Yeah. I just don't know how He's logical not he is. Clearly. He's not as rational as you or I, Jen. No. <laughs> Shut up, Cassie. <laughs> um, I thought you were like insinuating that he's more rational than us. No, he's not oh, okay, more rational, you. but I wouldn't hold you two to the standard <laughs> of rational either. <laughs> okay. So um, he obviously had a few kind of like bits and bobs of slips and the sleuth group had gone massive and they actually had started to like really manage to kind of zero in on the location 
and they were kind of putting it together of their own accord and he was also kind of having interaction interactions with other people in the fa- in the um, sleuth group and kind of obviously sort of like having little slip ups and they also then like obviously um there was loads of like things in the group they fucking fell apart through infighting and all the usual bollocks and mm. stuff like that but like on the way there there's kind of this incredible sidebar where I can't even go into it that deeply because it's too involving but they kind of basically knew that the cat killer was this guy Luke Magnata and when they had gone to search for him all they had found was all of his mad batshit stuff about himself and so they were obviously like Jesus this is what we're dealing with. So Mm. did that kind of take the the steam out of it a bit when they were like Oh, this guy well, clearly has a lot of problems. No, they were like, oh, guy, like, what are we fucking dealing with here? And like, there was all kinds of mad rumors. Like, they'd found some stuff that like said uh, that he was a, an ex-boyfriend of Carla Hamalka, who is this like really famous uh, Canadian uh, serial killer. She murdered with her husband. Disgusting case. Okay. And like, if you're putting that rumor out about yourself, right. like, it's just so bizarre. So it was just confusing. It was confusing using them so they decided to set a honey trap right for um luca magnata because they obviously were like well he obviously has aspirations to be um you know an adult performer could have been Mm. so shit he will walk i mean there's no (laughs) effort needs to be made here he's there already he's in the room he's (laughs) just there by the window they they actually went to kind of like quite like high big reach here they went to hollywood and found the Barbie sisters who are really famous porn performers who are twin sisters and they are really like um, big advocates for like you know animal rights and um, so not distracting at all right in the middle of my brilliant I'm just updating the socials for our Patreon Cassie is masturbating in the corner again (laughs) Stop it, Cassie. <laughs> so anyway, they enlist the Barbie sisters to help them do the honey trap. And they're like, you need to get in touch with this guy, Luke Magnata. Say that you're making a big movie with Ron Jeremy himself. Okay. Presumably an idol of Luke Magnata's. And <laughs> maybe. And um, he's not a man of taste. No. You know? And um, we need to lure him to LA for a supposed audition for this fake movie. Oh, so they wanted him in person to yes. get Yes. Yikes. What were they going yes. to do? I'd say they in wanted person. to fucking lynch him. Lynch him right. And I have a pitchfork mob. Oh. I mean, who actually knows? And like, luckily for the web sleuths, everything that happens next is so distracting that I think nobody went, went back to be like, hey, uh, this group like originated on 4chan did it and you guys were trying to lure him to okay. a porn studio in LA <laughs> so yeah nobody ever went back to query that and luckily for Luca or unluckily for others uh, um, Ron Jeremy actually completely chickened out when he heard that like he was going to be having this like face to face with some guy who'd like Kills vacuum cleaned children. some kittens sorry <laughs> Oh my God. So, but anyway, all along, basically, the whole group were petitioning authorities to do something. And Luca, basically, after that fell apart, he kind of slipped through the net and he went to the UK for a while. 
And um, the sleuth group were really fucked off because they realized they'd kind of lost him. Then in the UK, some videos started popping up. They obviously had Luca Magnata on Google alerts as well. And they started like seeing pictures of him pop up on mm-hmm. the Internet in front of Buckingham Palace. Now, in the past, he'd he'd photoshopped himself into famous <laughs> landmarks before. <laughs> I just picture him pastime. very yeah. badly photoshopped onto like a kind of a Kardashian sun holiday or something him just in the background of the uh, the family very clever that's a good one yeah, yeah. so they were initially a bit um, a bit sceptical but then it turned out he actually was in Britain and these there was these other bad animal videos apparently surfacing around the time um, and they contacted authorities in Britain and um they it was kind of I think it was kind of going around the internet a bit like that there was this guy and he was in England now because a journalist in England tweeted to Luca so he was a reporter from the Sun and he said if you want to talk you know follow and I'll DM you and the next thing Luca Magnata turned up in the Sun's newsroom (laughs) (laughs) told you just boom there boom sorry did somebody say my (laughs) Somebody want to talk to me yeah. about me? <laughs> <laughs> and he basically arrived to deny in person that he'd killed the kittens. <laughs> <laughs> so then the reporter um, went and like did a 20 minute interview that was eventually not published. Aww. And the reporter later was quoted as saying he was without a doubt one of the most disturbed and disturbing individuals I've ever encountered. Then um, so about a month later, um, Somebody uh, who was calling himself John Kilbride, which was actually one of the Moore's murderers victims names. That's right. I was thinking. Yeah, he emailed the journalist, this supposed John Kilbride. Luca. Yeah, Luca, Clinton, Aaron, Jimmy, Jimmy Jim Potts. Quote, so I have to so I have to disappear for a while. Until people quit bothering me. But next time you hear from me, it will be in a movie I'm producing that will have some humans in it, not just pussies. I will, however, send you a copy of the new video I'm going to be making. Once you kill and taste blood, it's impossible to stop. The reporter contacted Scotland Yard. Uh Well done you, Alex West. But Magnata was gone again. Yeah. Disappeared. And then like... Just lure him out again. The web sleuths heard about the whole thing that had gone on in the UK. They tried to make contact. They were frantically trying to track Luca down. Like all of the web sleuths were petitioning the authorities and saying every big fucking crazy murder, Jeffrey Dahmer, yeah, yeah, they start. This is this is escalation stuff, and um, they couldn't find him. They he had disappeared again inside the internet. And then in January of 2012, they spotted something odd. Um, it was a comment that was made from one of what was believed to be Magnata's 70 fake Facebook accounts. So they obviously let this stage knew them all. Like it's so in-depth. These people lived mm. and breathed the story for nearly two years. Was he, was Lucas still producing things during that time? No, there wasn't that many videos popping up and stuff. Was there like, a, did you, did they think he might have still been contribute? Was he still a member of the, I mean, was he still in there listening and reading? They you know? didn't. Yeah, I think they suspected he was still in the yeah. groups and the 
groups at this stage had somewhat fallen apart and kind of made made no made breakaway factions because there was then like infighting and disagreements about how they were even going about this thing but they were all still searching then the thing was like they had all the google alerts and like magnata ephemera kept popping up like pictures of him in weird places Mm. or some of his weird you know supercuts of him against like Madonna music um, one of the web sleuths was like you have to sit through all these freaking videos and it's the same pictures over and over again so I'm watching one day and I said oh my god that's a new picture so basically in the middle of one of these pictures he spotted a brand new pic that they'd never seen of Magnata before so they knew that he had kind of like recut one of these old videos and put them back up right. it's really weird so then they started trying to discover where this was it eventually somehow left led them to a blog that Luca had set up. That headline was Luca Magnata incest with his sister. I mean, oh, <laughs> but it's true. I think it's the the most searched thing on Pornhub is it's incest. Oh, so if Luca was like, well, what are the what's the most clickbaity thing? What around? do my people want? The number one thing. Yeah, that yeah. is. Mm vile yeah true yeah okay so some months later so what they were thinking was happening was so in the past he would tee up his videos with little hints and snippets and references Mm -hmm. to what was to come almost like a kind of uh, like a a sort of a rollout the way you'd have with movies or a TV show like trailer like a trailer like a kind of a publicity campaign yeah for himself so on May 25th, 2012, a video titled One Lunatic, One Ice Pick was uploaded to the Gore sites, the N, the YNC and bestgore.com. So they are explicit, horrible sites of blood and guts and oh, all kinds of fucking stuff. And so in the video, it showed a dark figure um, stabbing and dismembering a naked man while this is the most offensive part. True Faith by New Order played in the background. Um, yeah. Do you not remember this, Cassie? Oh, I was totally knee deep in this story when it was happening. Yeah. So like there was a lot of like, is this a real, is this real? Yes. There was a lot of question marks. Because yeah. those were, you know, over what, what they were actually watching. What are they called again? Uh, movies that are... Snuff. Snuff films. Yeah, mm. that's right. And the 90% of them are fake or 99.9% are. So in amongst all of the the stuff that's on those websites that's created for those kind of niche sort of yeah. things but it's like it's not real yeah there is there was a Nicolas Cage film called 8mm fairly about this do you remember yeah. that yeah anyway I just always like to get the Nicolas Cage mensch in you Solid know film. just love him you know put people never the bunny, talk about it. put the bunny back in the box okay okay Oh, you're all pro her side, Barbie. Don't want to talk about Nicolas Cage. So anyway. (laughs) (laughs) We're really at a crucial point, I feel, in the story. Okay. So uh, as they were like, so the web sleuths started to alert each other because they were like, this has the reek of Luca. Yeah. Plus the one lunatic, uh, one ice pick is a kind of a callback to one boy, two kittens. Yeah. And they started to realize that certain things had been being posted in the lead up Basically, once again, Magnata had been kind of like hyping his video before mm-hmm. he even shot it. So they found a, a post uh, on a blogspot Canada account called Necrophiliac Serial Killer Luca Magnata. <laughs> I mean, he's so on the nose with his headlines. It's um, good for SEO. 
<laughs> he knew about the SEO and and they're basically more posts of that nature for the next kind of month or two and then um, then obviously one initiative one ice pick landed and like people did freak um, there was along with the sleuths who'd been following him for nearly two years there was an attorney in Montana who had been watching the video and like he was convinced it was real and he contacted like the Denver Police Department. He basically got all the authorities to take it seriously. So a few days later, um, a re- residents of an apartment building in Montreal were complaining of a foul smell. Oh. So a janitor discovered a suitcase next to a mountain of garbage bags behind the building and inside was the headless torso of a man. At 6 p.m. that night, a package um, was received by the uh, Conservative Party of Canada headquarters in Ottawa. Um, inside, human foot. Bananas. Oh Luke has gone fucking rogue. He has gone postal in yeah. the most literal and metaphorical of senses. Absolutely. <laughs> that was good. Yeah. Thank you. That's not even written in my little uh, thesis here. <laughs> um, he uh, went on to mail pieces of the body to the Liberal Party headquarters in Ottawa um, now, I've seen this reported in different places in elementary school. Haven't seen it in every article I read, but apparently in elementary school got a hand. Why not? Oh, my God. Yeah. The head was actually not found for a month. It was found in a park. So, and a warrant was issued for Luca Magnata's arrest. Um it was all kind of coming together almost in real time. They like mm. found the address that was connected to an account that had posted the video. They had the web sleuths being like, we've been onto this guy forever. They had all of his information. You know, he really hadn't tried to not. I mean, really, his no. aim and focus was this. This, exact exactly. Um, they Inside the apartment where they eventually, uh, you know, uh, found a really, really grim scene. Um, they saw bloody mattress, blood in the fridge. I don't know why that would be. And scrawled in red ink inside the closet were the words, if you don't like the reflection, don't look in the mirror. I don't care. So. What does that mean? Well, he was obsessed with his looks. And like there's a definite body dysmorphia going on there and stuff like that. Like in the um, interview for the reality TV show, she talked her through all the procedures he'd had. And like, I'd say it was more than 10. And he was like in his early 20s. And um, she was like, and what's the problem? Like, do you not like how you look? And he's like, I'm getting better. And like, he looked like... The least of his worries. I mean, clearly, yes. So anyway, he absconded um, to Europe. That's right. In a very kind of talented Mr. Ripley sort of way. Yeah. Um, it was world news. I it mean, was, he was... Well, Interpol, yeah, yeah were really. on the case. Mm. And um, like he went to kind of, I think it was like UK, Paris, and then to Berlin. And basically in Berlin, um, he went to a um, an internet cafe. And um, in the internet cafe, like, yeah, the news... Um, had gotten everywhere and his name his face his sorry his picture was everywhere and um he there was a guy running the cafe 
who said that um, a man walked in. This guy's name was Kadir, and he was working in his job in Berlin at the Spatkov Internet Cafe. And it was in the middle of the morning. A man walked in wearing sunglasses and makeup and said, Bonjour, Internet. And um, Kadir recognized his face but couldn't quite place him. And so the guy sat down and was using the computers. And then he realized he was that fucking crazy killer that he had been seeing everywhere. And so he went outside and flagged down some like guards Mm. who were on the beat. Guards in Berlin (laughs) doing the good work. And um, he told them, he explained the situation they came in, they confronted Luca Magnata, who initially gave them a fake name and then said, nah, you got me. <laughs> and he had indeed been Googling photos and articles about himself. Of himself. Oh, yes. my Absolutely gosh. gas. Gas. But a word on his victim, which is not gas. Yeah, no, that is. Lin t- June, he was a Chinese student who was studying in Montreal. And they were in a relationship, weren't they? Well, well, they had gotten together after um, they'd kind of met in on in Craigslist um, mm-hmm. to have, yeah, like men seeking men, like kind of mm-hmm. in the personals. And um, terribly, sadly, yeah. um, he just fucking got he this guy. The wrong guy. Yeah. Jesus but, Christ. And like, yeah, I mean, the whole, like what Luca Magnata did to that man is just like, it's indescribable stuff. Like it was just, yeah. It's so depraved, like uh, the video with the new order, you know, and madness. Yeah, madness. Um, just so so violent. Great story like, though, and horrible kind of details. Like I don't know why this bit really bothers me, but like at one point, like there's like a dog chewing a bit of no the body while your man. It's total dancing around to new movie level. Oh, it's beyond. Yeah. Um, they also. Um, he'll become. That's probably his ultimate fantasy as well, you know, and it'll come to pass. Well, I mean, it's probably getting there all right because there's been a book. Mm. So anyway, mm. to wrap up, um, he was charged with first degree mur- murder, offering indignities to a human body, dis- distributing obscene materials Using the postal service to distribute obscene materials and, and criminal harassment. And he um, pleaded not guilty uh, by reasons of diminished responsibility to due to mental disorders. Um, the jury returned a verdict of guilty. Uh, he only got a, a life sentence. And then he got like 19 years for the other charges. It just doesn't okay. feel like enough at all. Is he never getting out? Well, I guess he kind of, yeah, he's eligible for parole in 25 years. So that is in uh, maths hard. 2030, 2040, 2040. To be continued. So um, a book was written. My son, the killer. His fucking mother wrote a book. Mm-hmm. Do you reckon uh, she is would, a bit of narcissistic? Do you think she's normal? Ten- no, obviously not. <laughs> Sorry. I feel bad saying that because yeah. like, geez, we all know it can go My terribly son, wrong. the killer. It's a fucking weird thing to do, isn't it? And did she give any insight into his childhood or like how he ended up? 
No, like he's one of three kids, like his parents split up when he was a kid. It doesn't seem like, it seems like a reasonably average background. Siblings were. out He was okay. bisexual when he's, like he is bisexual. So maybe in his teens, he might have had a hard time. But that's like, I've just read people speculating that. I mean, yeah, I, there, I didn't find a word on his um, siblings nor his father. But his mom, Anna Yorkin, um, co-authored this book with a, 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 a Australian guy, I think he is, Brian Whitney. And um, very interesting. Um, Creep. Like, Luca Magnetta seems most pissed off about having to do the, uh, you know, reason of diminished responsibility by mental, by reason of mental disorder. He didn't want that. Didn't want that, apparently. He wanted to plead innocent, innocent or I guilty? I think he wanted to just, he says, quote, I've no mental illness whatsoever. I had to go with it even though I didn't want to, but my lawyers pressured me into it. He's so like, <laughs> you know. I told the doctors of no mental illness. Even now in prison, I take no medications, but the lawyers said our only chance was to go with this defense. I wish I didn't do it. I wish I testified and told my story my way. Um, he's obviously gotten that chance now, thanks to Mommy Dearest, who, yeah. So just, I don't know, like... Did they didn't co-write, like... Well, she wrote, she wrote it. it with another, this author, Brian Whitney. Had he anything to do with it? Um, well, Brian Whitney uh, interviewed Magnata um, by phone, like hundreds of hours of interviews okay. and so, stuff yes. like that. So yeah, and his voice probably comes across. Yeah, definitely. Way. Like Brian Whitney, the other co-author says, I'm sure people would be angered um, because like Luca seems to kind of think that like we're the mad ones in all of this. At one point he says to the author, the lies people tell are what separates me from the rest of society. As if he's kind of attained some kind of higher purpose or anyway I mean that's it well I loved that story Fucking I remember crazy. it and I remember yeah. trying to look it up at the time and sort of do you not you there's, so, there's so more, more I never heard there's that there's actually so much more to it there I is feel. loads more there's to loads it, yeah. to it like you could have I could have gone, gone on deep about in. Ron Jeremy and the Barbie sisters that's exactly it yeah yeah madness like Ron Jeremy was involved in, yeah. this was before he'd even murdered somebody Exactly. It's so, so sad. Like loads of the, I read loads of um, interviews with the web sleuthers who like were deeply traumatized. Obviously, but they were trying to like flag they this guy for years. This man's death. But they'd done everything they could. They have. really tried. Yeah. God help them. Anyway, you definitely have no time for my story. No. no. People no. will hate me. No, 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 no. I can do a bit of a tease because I kind of want to. Ah, uh, people What will time hate is it now? Yeah, no, we'll save it. I'll give you do you want me to do a little uh, teaser Sorry. for next week no please cut this because I don't want no. people to know that I deprived them of the gen no because no, mine was so long too no I, that was so enjoyable Um, that was great I'll save mine for next week do you know what was nice they weren't too dark I mean since they weren't too this. dark I loads of people just the died. necrophilia and the cannibalism and I the just, incest thing I just feel and like the kittens just the lightness to it <laughs> I don't know I'm not saying it was all right and good I just it felt was like, like a kind of the buttercream like of episodes it was episodes. like a romp of a story <laughs> yeah and your story was fun and then somebody got murdered I don't know it all just of doesn't the feel murder bleak you know the way sometimes we end do you know what like, that is Bleak, totally desensitized to it now. I oh, really, dear. really want to hear yours. What uh, is? I'll it? give you a teaser. It takes place in Soviet Ru Russia. It involves 
kind of a very interesting mad scientist and species um, uh, interspecies um, tr- trying to just your fave topic just my fave topic no no it's it's not a he, he wasn't riding anyone but it's really interesting he was basically trying to create an army of kittens <laughs> that's all I'll say on it <gasps> oh no it's really good it's a good one if you're interested in history and weird shit Okay, we'll save are. that for next Which year. if you're here, you presumably are. Yeah. Um, thank you so much for listening and Follow pledging. <laughs> I'm pledging. Thank you so much for pledging. It's that seriously so exciting. A difference. We're planning another live show. We've got the merch. And if you have not already pledged because you didn't listen to last week's episode, um, do go along to patreon.com. You don't have to. Creep we will still do this. We'll still do this. Podcast going to be out there for you guys anyway. Because, you know. If you don't have the cash, don't feel that's bad. That's fine. Yeah. That's and you can fine. always support by telling people about the creep dive, which mm. is really lovely. Give us some more reviews. reviews. are free. They're deadly and they make us feel almost as good as your money does. <laughs> um, and go on to Instagram and follow at the creep dive. Uh, message us if we don't respond just give us a little bump because we shouldn't leave it four months before doing a story um, and thank you very much bye bye, bye. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.